you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Admiral Anderson, Shepard. What's the situation? We were hoping you would tell us. The reports coming in are unlike anything we've seen. Whole colonies have gone dark. We've lost contact with everything beyond the Soul Relay. Whatever this is, it's incomprehensibly powerful. You brought me here to confirm what you already know. The Reapers are here. Hello and welcome to Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, where we're discussing our experiences playing through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. My name is Nick Selinkevich, and I'm joined by Chip Locke. Howdy, Space Cowboys. And Corey Kurabara Treadway. Greetings from space. And this is episode number 43. And finally, we are getting into Mass Effect 3. It is time. Took a little while. So... Yeah, um, so before we, exactly, exactly, too many bachelor parties on eternity. Um, So before we get into the story of the game proper, uh, do we have anything to say in general about, you know, any changes to the game at this point, Uh, you know, as far as, uh, you know, like the combat system, the power system, uh, you know, the the scanning system, How how do we feel overall about Mass Effect 3, any, you know, quality of life improvements that they've implemented going I mean, forward here. You can finally jump across to objects. That's kind of <laughs> nice. Um, Never learned how, like, knee-high boxes don't always stop you. <laughs> you could you could vault boxes before. It just didn't come up much, and it was used weird. So it's funny, Nick, because you mentioned both things that are better is probably the best iteration of the, the 3, and then things that are worse. I'll start with the worst. Planetary scanning sucks. They took what was an enjoyable leisure thing and like ruined it. Yeah. I hate it. Like it, I actively dislike it. Um, I get it. I get like, you know, you're getting chased around by the Reapers. You can't be anywhere. And, but it just, it, then just take it out of the game. Like it, it was unfun. I think the part of the problem is that this could theoretically be the third time you're scanning a planet. Mm-hmm. So like, what didn't you get on the first two come throughs right. that is going to be there now? So, Maybe to that degree they needed to change it up. I mean, I get what they're going for. They want you to feel the pressure of the Reapers on your back that, like, you know, in certain systems you can't just willy-nilly go around clicking the scan button. Right. But the problem with that is, like, I'm afraid to scan now. (laughs) It's just annoying because I still have that little – they did two things that made it, like, well, this came in 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 Mass Effect 2, but they have, like, a percentage of exploration, except that some systems – you can never get any percentage, which is really annoying. So like sometimes it doesn't show and then sometimes it doesn't show because you haven't scanned at all. But then if you are like 75% done in a system and the Reapers are alerted and you're trying to like buzz through to like ping and you just keep doing it until you find it's just annoying. It feels tedious and not fun um, because it's not it's not like a skill it's just repetition. So I, I just, I don't know. I just don't like it. I like planetary scanning, particularly Mass Effect 2 is one of my favorite things because it was just so zen. Yeah. Um, I liked probing planets. It was fun. Yeah. 
I, I can see how either you appreciate it as the diversion it was, or you completely hated it. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I guess, I mean, you could be like kind of media, you know, middle ground on it, but I can see like, they're like, okay, like, I guess there were some people who were really dissatisfied with how that felt. And also too, I mean, it did, it was a bit time consuming. This does feel like it's a little bit quicker. Like the Normandy should be able to just kind of, you know, send out like a little sonar radar, whatever kind of scanning tools it has. And then let you know, I mean, so it makes sense from that regard. Um, I just don't like the Reapers are on your ass the whole time. Right. <laughs> like, I wouldn't mind if it's like, oh, you get to a system, you can just fly around, you know, hitting your little right click button or whatever, you know, sending out the little waves, just go around, see what you get, get nothing good, move on. But no, it's like, and they, they say like, oh yeah, like you, you ping once and that bar that alerts you like, oh, the Reapers are coming. It gets like 85% right. after like one bit, like. Why well, have the bar? Just tell me I got two shots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that's that's what I just, I, you know, mechanically, I just don't like it. And maybe the idea was supposed to be if the Reapers are on your ass, you leave and come back later, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, but you, you, there's yeah. no visual indicator of like, hey, you've already scanned this. So it's not this either. So like then you would be expected to sort of memorize where you see like it's absurd. You're never going to do I that. I have um, a document that I am using to track where I have been so wow. I can know where I need to go back. Because the one thing they said is that like if you do a mission that should clear the Reapers out of anywhere that you alerted them. Right. So basically it's like do a mission, double back and hit everywhere that you scanned before to see if you can get like another ping or two in to find what you didn't see the first time. Because I know which ones have the less than 100%. Although, like you pointed out, there are some that don't give you a percentage. And never will. I don't know if there's anything there. Like, I, I went around and I, like, pinged and I didn't see anything. So, if that's, you're aware of any systems where there's stuff there that it doesn't have a percentage, that's really going to mess with my documentation. There are. Oh, no, there definitely are. There's systems where, Ugh. like, no percentage is, is listed until you find something. And then you'll get a percentage. Uh. Yeah. But then there's also systems where no percentage is listed and there's nothing to find. So I think I think so. I've now been mean to this system. The combat is better. I think the leveling is the best of both worlds. Like they simplified it in Mass Effect Two. It was. I didn't feel like I didn't feel like I felt the benefits in Mass Effect One of like putting any one point in a thing. Uh, now it's great. You have diverse choices for your you know like all of your skills past what is it like level three from level four on. You get to pick things, and they feel different, and they're noticeable. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little more things to choose, and actually, actual, actually, thought process out of just selecting different powers and getting everything almost. Now right. it's kind of like, yeah. wait, yeah. which way? To, which one do I actually want to use more? Hmm, this power might work, but if I change like this, this might work a little better. And it it lets you make builds. Like I've been playing Vanguard, and I have a build that is it's a two button build <laughs> um, because you just dash and then do the uh, Nova. And Nova recharges half of your... Sh- like, you can put a thing on there that lets uh, your dash recharge half of your shields every time you dash. So you dash, Nova, your shields are gone. You dash again, your shields are back. It's... I mean, it's a little busted because it works really way too well on normal, but it's fun to be able to find those kinds of combinations where if you put the right tweaks on your skills, you can just be a total juggernaut. Which ability is Nova again? So one where you like do a biotic blast from like centered on you and it's very powerful. I'm pretty sure it's Nova. Now I got to go you, look. Like, do you jump when you do it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you go do, like, like a jump, like a fist slam kind right, of thing. Right. Yeah. Yes. It feels very much like a Titan from Destiny. For Exactly. Yes. Before Titans yeah, from and, Destiny yeah, existed. That, but. Well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it does. It feels right. like a Titan from. But yeah, it's and it, it's 
when you do that with um, the rush move, whose name I now can't remember, and I'm going to look at a second, but like th- you can. Isn't that just charge? It, it, it might just be charge. Yeah, I think it is just charge. And yeah, like you, like, because the rush move can give you shields. Nova makes your shields go away. But it, like it, when you tweak them just right, you really are never, you, you're never exposed. Like the second that you, and then if you have like a low loadout, like the weight system is also really good in this game because you can prioritize whether you want to be a shooty man a lot and have all of the guns or you know you want your power recharge to be super fast yeah, i was kind of weird to, um, it's kind of weird to use just like wait i can't just carry everything and just be a freaking just weapon sealer oh wait you mean this actually matters darn mm-hmm. yeah yeah my, my shepherd has a sniper rifle even though i never actually use it I, that's funny i haven't They're i, so I heavy. probably i know i, I should probably like really reconsider that because i'm like no like i always carry everything that's just what i do and it's yeah that encumbrance metric is annoying having i'm not depending on the class you play uh and if you're playing soldier you might actually want to have those guns because i think like when i played infiltrator i didn't want a 200 percent recharge speed because that wasn't the right play style um but if you're playing like a biotic and you want to just spam moves Carrying like a couple light guns and having two hundred percent recharge on your abilities is really nice. Yeah, it's like ability, ability, ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think thus far, and I'm still relatively early in the game. Um, I don't think thus far I've gotten in a situation where I've needed more than maybe three guns in a fight, and that's like extremely rare that I even needed the third gun for whatever reason. Like usually, you can find enough ammo. Before you empty your second weapon. Normally. Sometimes uh, so it doesn't work out. I, yeah, I should probably consider dropping some stuff just because I don't need I don't need it. And it, it's literally it's an uh, I'm giving myself uh, a debuff for yeah. no good reason. Yeah. If you're not using the guns, chuck them. Pick the ones you like. Um, and I think that's really what it's meant to incentivize is like pick two or three kinds of guns you like and then don't carry the other ones. And then you don't have to worry about using them. And I don't right. know. I know a separate thing for me playing the, through this again after like so many years because I've played Mass Effect 1 and 2 many times. I haven't played, gone back and played 3 uh, that many times because in my head I was still remembering the bullshit of multiplayer and the mobile app I had to do. <laughs> oh, and yeah. In the newer versions, that's not actually an issue because you actually do missions and completing stuff actually gets you to where you need for collected readiness. Or before, I had to remember getting my iPad. Using that stupid mobile app, like, all right, gotta send troops over here. Better get this mission done. How many hours till this is done? <sighs> Luckily, I work long shifts. I, I I liked the mobile app actually. Um, I mean, it was it was like kind of a clicker type game, uh, which I, I I like that. But I can see why you also wouldn't. And it's like it feels like one more responsibility for me. It was kind of like I'd be at work and I could pop it open. And, send some dudes on some missions and see how it was going as like a five minute break kind of thing. Um, and it's permanent. I will say that like it, it I, I don't know if the multiplayer bonus is permanent, but like the mobile app, like once you have that readiness, it's yours forever. But I, I agree with you. Like, it's good that now it's just play the game and you get everything you need. Yeah. Like the multiplayer made a little bit of sense at the time. Like, all right, you're at least doing something in the game. The mobile app, like uh, I'm just clicking some buttons kind of exciting, I guess, but not really. This wasn't for me. It looked pretty. I, they brought it back for Andromeda too, and and I think by the time it's it's funny because by the time it was in Andromeda, I was like, I, I hate this. I don't want it. <laughs> but <laughs> and, uh, like, 
in three, it didn't bother me at the time. I was probably just too hyped for the game to to care. How do we feel that weapon mods are back? Indifferent. I th- actually, this is probably something I don't like. Uh, I think they regressed. I like the streamlined inventory of Mass Effect Two. I don't. I don't like inventory management games. Uh, this feels better than one, but not by a ton. Yeah, I, I like I, um, I like being out of mod things. I'm kind of like, man, I don't want to think about this. I just want to get through this the build I build, and not worry about these parts. Right. I, mean, yeah. I like think about my own. more than that yeah. too. More than that too is the um like the upgrade system. The way that you upgrade your upgrades or the way that you upgrade your guns uh is I mean it's just with cash, which should be good, but for some reason I don't like it. You have to spend all the cash you've been saving and hoarding this whole time. <laughs> it forces you to choose, yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't want a space yacht. I don't want a space mods. Yeah, I liked into that you could max out everything. Th- that felt, you know, that felt good. And in this game, you really can't. Like, you can't max out every gun. And you, I think the game is just saying pick the guns you like. But my favorite gun in this game doesn't show up until like one or two quest before the end so you got to plan for that in advance i just got to keep the money aside i guess yeah uh that also yeah. annoys me because i really like that gun but it's also kind of op so i get it that would be the locust by the way <laughs> so i'm trying any other systems to mention there probably are that i'm probably not thinking of at the moment do did they i don't think they did too much with the conversation wheel in this one like it feels it feels pretty similar to two yeah yeah, I mean, standard Bioware. I don't really think I don't think it changes that much throughout the the series. I they did the they did kind of a Dragon Age Inquisition inspired thing in Andromeda, um, which I actually like. But uh, I like knowing I like that they have you know the little hints about whether you're going to be sarcastic or serious or whatever. Um, I think yeah. they did it better in Inquisition than Andromeda, but yeah, they don't have that here, and that's probably for the best. I, I like just having the split, like Paragon Renegade. Yeah, I've, I've noticed a few times the, with the standard issue uh, problem where I pick an option of what to say, and it doesn't quite... It's not quite what I meant to actually pick. It, like, right. it read what, what they actually had there, read one way, and then what Shepard actually said came out differently. I'm like, oh, like, Shepard, you're an ass. Like, why did you say that? That's not, I thought you'd be a little bit friendlier when you said that. It like, does not so, meet your intent. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, but I mean, that's par for the course at this point. I don't, you know, I'm not expecting more out of that at, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. No, otherwise, I mean, I think, I think it's net a good iteration on the formula of the, of the, of the three games. Like, it, it's good. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, well, regardless of whether it's good or bad, we have to get through it to get to the end. So. Yeah, we can just we can just end it right here and never see the end. Yeah, Shepard Shepherd goes home to Vancouver and, and calls it a day. I haven't. I mean, I haven't heard anything one way or the other about the ending, so it seems pretty uncontroversial. <laughs> I will reiterate for just so everyone knows, I've not beaten this game yet. I have only gotten about I fifteen forgot, or sixteen yeah. hours in. So there's a point. At which I will no longer know what's coming, and I am going to be playing this and giving you my initial reaction. That's going to be entertaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I mean, really I've, I've heard some things. I've heard some things about how things go, and obvi- obviously, I know like the general, you know, gist of the controversy about the ending. Oh. Uh, but I don't know all the exact details. Spoiler, so you're going to be shooting some guns. You're going to be using some powers. 
you know, and killing some things. I mean, that's good. Mm-hmm. So you've never done like Leviathan, for example. No, that's that's what oh. I got into. I got into Leviathan, and the problem is I went to do it too early, and I got okay. to like one fight that I was just struggling with, and I was like, I'll come back to this, and I I didn't come back. Yeah, it's gonna be great yeah, then. I yeah, because so, I don't remember yeah. Leviathan being that hard when I played it, but I think I played at much higher levels. So yeah, my point is we we may just skip the Leviathan DLC entirely just so we can finish the game. <laughs> no, 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 we are not. No, we got. I, I like we Leviathan really DLC. need to do that. It is extremely important. <laughs> Yeah, it's like if you skip Shadow Broker and Arrival, you know, you know, just don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll uh yeah, we'll 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 cross that bridge quite literally when we get to it here, but uh or not literally, figuratively. Either way, it doesn't matter. But unless I'm trying I mean, to think is, is there anything there, else there about the game overall? Places, so. Is there anything else about the game overall that we have to talk about or if we should be uh we should be good to go and uh, hear about what happens when uh Mass Effect 3 starts? Admiral Hackett and Captain Anderson are discussing a major force heading towards Earth, and Hackett activates the Alliance fleet in response. Meanwhile, Shepard is observing a kid playing with a toy Normandy while waiting to meet with the Alliance Council. Lieutenant James Vega greets Shepard, and they meet up with Anderson. Anderson informs Shepard that something is coming, probably the Reapers, and they mention that Shepard is grounded after blowing up the Batarian relay. They encounter Caden or Ashley, who is now a major. Shepard and Anderson are greeted by the Council and informed that colonies are going dark. Shepard begins to tell them about the Reapers, but is interrupted by a video of Britain under attack. Suddenly, the Reapers arrive at Alliance headquarters and blow up the Council room. Shepard and Anderson flee on foot. Anderson reaches Ashley or Caden and tells them to meet at the Normandy. Shepard and Anderson skirt around the building, fighting husks until Shepard finds the kid from earlier in a vent. Shepard tries to coax him out to safety, but the kid disappears. Anderson tells Shepard to get help from the Citadel. They encounter some troops who are pinned down, and Shepard fights off the immediate Reaper forces to get them to safety. They use the radio from a crashed gunship to flag the Normandy. Shepard leaps aboard the ship, but Anderson stays behind to lead Earth's defenses. Shepard watches as the kid from earlier boards a shuttle that takes off and is immediately obliterated by the Reapers. So I originally got Mass Effect 3 when the... Uh, like the collector's edition came out that had all three games together. I didn't get it at launch because it was one of those things. It, was, it came out. I was busy. I was like, okay, I, I, I want to play this. I'll get to it at some point. And then I I got that. And so I, I don't even think I played it when I actually got that. Cause I was like, Oh cool. They have this collector's edition. I can get all three games at once. It'll be awesome. And I had that. And then finally my wife was pregnant with our first kid. And I was like, I need to get this done before we have our kid. And so that's when I decided to play mass effect three. And I don't remember my initial reaction to this opening sequence, but I know that when I went to replay this now and that whole thing, the whole motif of the, the, the kid that Shepard's dealing with, you know, like, so now my, my kid's about five. Yeah. And I'm just like, I would like that when the ship blows up, I was just like, like, like catatonic for the evening. I was like, really? okay, I'm done. <laughs> I like had to like walk. I, I was just like that. It gutted me. Huh? so hard <laughs> this is what i'm missing by not having children yet i oh, that scene the does, ability to play games freely <laughs> well yeah so there's an upside and a downside here but you know i don't i don't have that kind of emotional connection the this kid i and his sort of recurring uh spoilers i guess but like 
the kids are going to show back up in in the sense that like Shepard does not like so, so you are fully on board with Shepard who is not happy to have witnessed the the death of oh, this yeah. child right oh, like, there's a there's a moment later on uh that uh, he where he talks to somebody and he brings up the, and I'm like oh thank you he's bringing this up because I felt the same way like I was carrying this weight until that wow. moment so yeah we'll get to that when we get to that moment but yes that I, that I I feel like a monster. I just, I felt no, I mean, I was like, wow, that's bad. But I, uh, straight up, if, if they had like put a dog in there and John Wick the dog, I would have been more upset. And it's not, <laughs> I, it's a, I'm a monster. Like I'm a bad person, but it just, for whatever reason, it, it feels like emotionally manipulative to a degree where I was just like, yeah, okay. I mean, I see what you're doing, but it pushed me past the, the breaking point for that kind of thing for that, like pathos. Like, I, okay. Laying it on a bit thick, aren't we? I thought it was kind of cool. Like I liked, I liked when you get in the scene, you see the kid playing the ship. But afterwards, it's kind of like, oh, he dies. Well, um, that sucks. Oh well. But it's like it didn't really hit me that much. But we don't the have kids. Question, the question yeah. that I have, and because I, 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 I wound up watching the sequence a few times in preparation, and even then, I, I like as you point out, like the kid kind of does come back in a certain way later on in the game. Um, at least as far as I know, again, didn't play all the way through, but, you know, he, we do see him in a certain capacity. Haunting but Shepard. Like, does Shepard have, a, like, because Shepard, Shepard's looking out at the kid, like, that's the, you, you, I mean, you get the initial sequence with Anderson and saying, like, stuff's, stuff's coming. And then, you know, then you cut to Shepard, you know, like, like uh, you know, like uh, Kura said, you know, the kid's playing with the ship and then you see Shepard looking out the window, which, did you, how long did it take you guys to realize that was on Earth? Like, I know they show, like, Earth in the opening and I guess they show like a shuttle coming in and I guess you're supposed to track that the shuttle's going to earth, but it looks like the Citadel. It does kind of. Yeah. Look, well, it was mostly like there's, there's more water and more like more openness and sky than on the Citadel. Yeah. Well, it looked like, but, like the Presidium on the Citadel. Yeah. But like, yeah, I, I, I thought like it, it's, it's not until like the, what was it? When the Reapers actually start attacking, you're like, Oh, they're on earth. <laughs> right. I, that was, right. I didn't think about it until then. I was like, well, you're on, you know, some planet, I guess. Yeah. Um, but the, the reason I know about it is because if you look at the cover of the game, it shows earth straight in the background. It literally gives away where you're going to start at. That's mm. true. Yeah. Also, I, I look at my old 360 copy of the game and I love where it says you look at it better with connect. <laughs> oh, they had voice commands. I forgot they had about voice that. Commands with that. Oh. I actually used that and yeah. I didn't hate it. That was the one time I, I gave squadron commands in my initial yeah. playthroughs of these games. I still don't to this day. Also, like I never tell my squad. I just, just go do whatever. Right. Also, apparently if you bought Mass Effect 3, you also got a uh, a demo for Kingdoms of Alamar Reckoning. That did go well. That was a good I game. It, well, That's a great game they, they, that they, is criminally they, they underrated. They released that. Did they? We should... Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh they my did. God. It's, it's, I think they, they they fixed some. I don't know who exactly did it because the company went under, and Kurt Schilling is a nutcase. But yeah. um, they, well, they, 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 yeah, they re-released it, and it's apparently like just as good as you. I gotta look this up. Been. That was a great game. Yeah, I, like that was a low key I, a great game. It was a good game. It just came the way of development was just not great for it, or the re the reception it was decent. It was real good. They, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the studio was mismanaged because it right. wasn't right. run by anybody with any studio experience. But, I didn't realize I should have got these games early because I forgot I had these behind me. I'm looking through my Mass Effect 2 one. I found my uh, my Cerberus network card that lets you get the get the action access to most of the game. Does that have a code on there that has expired 10 years hence? 
Yes, it also has Zaid. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Because you got Zaid with that. Looking pretty good there. Yeah, and also kind of funny thing. If you look at this, I was looking at this. The first game is the only one that has a manual. That makes That's sense. pretty thick. The other ones have no manuals. That makes sense. Yeah. Because, yeah, that, that was right around the time that manuals fell out of production. I mean, I think... Yeah, it's just funny. Even when the that first game, when Mass Effect 1 came out, even by then, people were... Manuals were tended to be like extremely thin like they were all well on the way out i, I remember yeah. seeing that manual and thinking huh that's kind of big See, yeah no, this, this is thick this is a thick boy yeah. manuals are only good for like if you're too young to drive because mm-hmm. like i remember as a kid like you get the game and then you're like i want to open this immediately but i can't do anything with this so you're like you know you're driving home from the to- or your parents are driving you home from the toy store and you're just ripping it open yeah and like all you can do is like look through the manual and just be like <gasps> and like yeah when you're older older and you're like you, you're driving you can't right the, like you can try to look through the manual you shouldn't look through the manual while you're driving but you're, you can try that <laughs> the one place where manuals are probably would be good again uh although nobody you know nobody's selling physical games anymore like that's a dying medium but like while you're waiting for your day one patch <laughs> yes <laughs> like because there was that brief window between like okay manuals are kind of going away but there wasn't you still weren't installing the hard drive like on the 360 or ps3 you were playing off the disc still the day one patches tended to be small if they were now it's like day one patch 40 gigs to re-download the yeah. game why did you buy this on a yeah. disc you simpleton uh <laughs> sorry Kurt. i'm not it's, I'm, it's just the, it's the price <laughs> you pay man look at it look at all my people all my, all my ps5 games are still hard disk and everything else so yeah yeah i i mean i'm i, I just like it's not this is nothing against people who prefer physical media it's just that you are actively punished at this point for it because it's like here's your 50 gig blu-ray nothing on this disc matters it is a license key and you're going to re-download the whole right. whole ass game like call of duty is really bad about this apparently uh with their 100 gig updates oh yeah <laughs> yeah you, you run the risk of not being able to fit anything else on your hard drive jeez that's actually one reason i don't play call of duty games because I, I bought one recently for it was on sale then it's like this is several hundred gigs. I'm like, why? Yeah, I mean that. Why is my World of Warcraft less gigabytes in this freaking Call of Duty game? Yeah. Um. Anyways. Anyway, yeah. It's not a anyway, Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, bring manuals so, back. Yeah. So, so, and I wonder is is the kid's name Manu- Manuel? Maybe I don't know. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I mean, he might be. I, one no, of the but, one of the lore things in this game is they they're very much like they have embraced like a multicultural like mixed race future. That's true. Uh, that's true. Very utopian. I like it. No, but so the one thing I'm wondering, like that kid just happens to be out there. Like Shepard has no yeah. connection to this kid. That you know, like it's not like Shepard's watching like his nephew or anything. Like it, this kid's just out there playing. Shepard yeah, sees that. Yeah, it's also not even like like we played with James there. He actually at least knew the child, and it made sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like, oh yeah, yeah. April. Yeah, like, like hey. there, there's no montage of like Shepard being like, "Oh, you're you're my little, you know, you're you're my little squad buddy or whatever." Like, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Not- the kid also is voice acted like very dead. Like the, it, I don't know. And I think like he's also very generic looking, generic yeah. looking kid doesn't emote in a way that convinced me at all. And yeah, there's no connection. So I can absolutely understand where if you have, you know, a son around that age and I have many friends who have sons right around that age. Uh, it probably hits really, really different. But for me, it was just it felt manipulative. Yeah. 
I'm going to say I probably felt more like you on the very first playthrough. And then this one, it just yeah just caught, caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting that. Um, but the one thing I have, and I'm just going to throw this out here. I have no idea how true this is. Nobody else. Well, I guess uh, I guess technically, like the the soldier or whatever, kind of interacts with the kid when he's getting on the ship at the end there, because like Shepard sees the kid outside. Nobody else sees the kid outside. Shepard sees the kid in the vents. Nobody else sees the kid in the vents. And like, does that sequence really play out differently if the kid's there or not? Because I'm kind of wondering, like, is this kid in Shepard's head? Does this kid actually exist? Is it Reaper right. indoctrination? Ooh, yeah. Ooh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a. Uh, Oh, but I, I can't wait for you to finish this game because there there's a lot of theories about this. It's I, I feel like it's an open question. I, I I'm not sure if Bioware's ever come out and yeah. said one way or the other. Uh, and I think it's never been confirmed. That's why I put it out there early. Yeah. Um, oh man. Could be either, right? It could be this was just a kid who was kind of on. Well, I mean, they're in a they're on a military base, but they're in like Vancouver, so they're in a big city, so that's not totally implausible. Uh, but yeah, like real kid, all in Shepherd's head. Don't know. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta be careful with these questions. That's <laughs> no, up for you to judge. It's a good question. That is true. It's true. So so as I said earlier, you don't really know that they're on Earth. At least it doesn't they tell you they're on Earth, but like it doesn't feel like Earth. Like you even get to that room with the council and it looks like like how I remember the council room from the Citadel. Like you've got the big open window behind them, you've got the council raised up elevated there's no like uh like pit between you and the council I and mean, that's different but you still have that same like you come in the council's kind of up there's the window up there that same general layout it felt very similar the, the difference is it's all just humans and i'm like oh okay this feels more you know th this is earth th th that's kind of like one of my tip-offs there mm -hmm. but then the council i love the council's reaction here because they're like basically they're like uh, the Reapers are coming. What do we do? And it's like, oh my God. too late. It's a little too What's late. What's the answer for that? <laughs> you have no answer. Well, the answer's easy. <laughs> Run right now. It's so frustrating. It just like, I mean, the council are basically antagonists through this whole game. Like, realistically. Other than yeah. making Shepard a specter, they've been like this, negative this, help the, the whole this way. This is a different council. About this is the human council, but it's, it'd be same principle, same yeah, you know, concept of like the military, oh, the military and, like, council the political leaders is, yeah. beyond them making but all of decisions. Them, yeah. All of them do that. Like the the Galactic Council is also just like, what do help us, Shepard? Well, I know I, we you know didn't care about you for a long time and like totally screwed you over, but now now we're screwed and you have to tell right. us what to do. And it's like, man, y'all suck. We're right, but, but like, what's we'll say like like uh, like uh we we remember we watched Paragon Loss. That makes it actually this actually this opening scene a bit worse because before I saw that I thought they just really didn't have any had any clues or any kind of data like, like backed up Shepherds. No, with with James the data he got from the collectors and everything else they have livid proof that the Reapers are coming. They're going to destroy everything, and they still have done nothing. See. I wonder, and I, I'm not expecting this, but I kind of wonder if maybe there's like hackets up to something that we don't entirely know about. Because I mean, he he's like one of the first voices we hear in the game, if, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. And you know, he's in charge of the Alliance military, um, and so he he maybe he didn't maybe he didn't share that data with the the little council that Shepard's meeting with here. Well, I don't know. Except he got the James got promoted, and that's the reason he got promoted is with the data for, on the Reapers. You know, I, yeah, I'm I, not, 
yeah, I don't. I, I'm just saying, like, I, 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 that's the story we're told. I don't know if that's actually what happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm it's sorry. really more just an indictment of bureaucracies because these people are dealing with you know whatever all other stuff they're because I mean the reapers are coming. I don't know how, how much more evidence you would need. I mean, I, I find it kind of absurd, but you could make an argument that these people are seemingly ineffectual because for them this is one problem out of a dozen, and so they're also right. worried about you know the Batarians and and dealing with them. And then, of course, you have effectively, well, a galactic, you know, whatever the galactic equivalent of an international incident is when Shepard sort of blows up a whole-ass colony uh, of Batarians. Yeah, right? Like, um, what was it, like 300,000 or 400,000? Like... I think it was a million. Okay. It's definitely, like big big time like war crime numbers over there so they're they're yeah. over there trying to balance that and outside of outside of the attack on the citadel reapers have not reapers have not directly been seen you have collectors but then you could probably have somebody arguing well the collectors are a separate threat or like it's believable which i think makes it more frustrating to me <laughs> that, like it's yeah well was it like the first time i played this i was more frustrated i'm like yeah if you have like know this kind of stuff you, you should you should have a better better backup plan. Then uh, a couple of years and seeing the way our kind of governments work in real life, I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. yes, this is more accurate than it should be. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what makes it so frustrating because it feels completely believable. Yeah. Well, what's Don't annoying to me? It, exactly, exactly. What's annoying to me is that they they're asking like, well, what do we do? Like, like you you all remember it took like the entire like combined like the citadel fleets and the alliance fleet to defeat the one reaper at the citadel like you should at least remember that right even if you even if you didn't think it was a reaper before you should understand oh yeah that thing was a reaper and that's what it took there like the, like what's shepherd going to say like aim for the eyes yeah. also like, also th- th- this fleet has now this uh these things have just took out your main fleet in the solar system they've been yeah. shredded what are you doing now that your fleet's gone you're like well um get some sticks thrown at them maybe i don't know yeah, I mean they have other they have other fleets like in other systems, but yeah, like you you got absolutely you know laid to waste. And part of it is like that Blitzkrieg style attack that the um, Reapers employed. But I also Shepard is the commander. Like Shepard is not a high level military tactics person. I would have turned to an Admiral Hackett and been like, "All right, Hackett, what are we doing?" Well, see, that's the thing is, like, you figure they're asking Shepard because he's actually, like, if he, like, he's the closest thing they have to an expert on the Reapers. But again, like, they don't have a weak spot. He even says that in his speech. He's like, they're smarter than us. They're faster than us. And they, they you know, to, 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 to them, we're insignificant. Like, so we don't stand a chance. And it's like, like, like what, 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 what solution are they looking for from him? Because there's not one. Right. And like in this in this attack they're doing, they're not attacking like an outline colony. It's not like a horizon or anything. This is Earth, the main capital of the human race. And that's the first target. Kinda yeah. kinda screwed right now. I do like the speed with which it goes from and 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 the moon's gone and Britain's gone. Oh, and now Vancouver's under attack. Like it is yeah. it is seconds. Like they are they are not messing around. Hey, there's no waiting time. There is no like once this this cutscene's done, then they're attacking. There is while you're talking, things are going wrong. Yeah, yeah. I did like how you get the little like 
audio from Britain where they're attacking. And it reminded me just a little bit of uh, Ashley on Eden Prime in the first game where you have like the little video footage of her. Although, this, actually, no, the signal cut out there too, I think, didn't it? But not before you could at least see the, see, see the Reaper and you're like, what's that? And you don't, real, you don't even realize like that's the Reaper at the time. And now here we are. They're right out the win- right out the window. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Independence Day when they first started uh, seeing the different countries get the the ships attacking them, and people have no yeah. idea what's going on. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's vicious. Um, I do like after the the room gets blown up, and then you know you you get the little tutorial with Anderson kind of reminding Shepard like, okay, hey, this is how you fight. Which it's it's nice that they worked that in there, especially since there's no manual in the game. Yeah. It's also kind of fun to fight um, with Anderson for a yeah. It's like, hey Anderson, oh yeah, hey, how you doing? You're fighting. That's yeah, kind of cool for sure. Yeah, Anderson is a badass, and I, you know, and it's one of those things where, regardless of whether or not you appointed him to the council in the second game, you kind of forget, like because he becomes a, a, a desk jockey, right? And you kind of forget that, and you know, he's like, oh, he's kind of, you know, you know, you know, it's like, oh no, like the fact that he chooses to stay behind is. I mean that that's that's a hardcore. That is a hardcore decision. Oh, well, he was almost yeah. the first human specter, right? And well, there's a reason for that. Yeah, well, he's also not the only one who wanted to do it. James himself wanted to stay back and keep fighting for Earth. He didn't want to keep. Yes. He didn't want to leave and go on, leave Earth. It's like my people are dying. What? Well, Shepard even says as much as well. Um, you know, later in the game and. and various conversations where he talks about like yeah you know it felt weird my planet's under attack it felt weird leaving it Mm -hmm. but you know he's at least like i understand the mission i know this is what's required even if it seems a little bit unusual oh yeah but i don't think about any of us how would you feel if your earth was being attacked would you want to just run away and leave everybody to die probably not i'm not leaving them well there's a difference between running away and leaving everyone to die and running away to get help yes but would your first thing to be like to leave it does not seem like the first thing you want to do I don't know. I look looking at those Reaper attacks. I would probably like, yeah. I'd rather be anywhere else, but here. <laughs> <That's> not... <laughs> I guess I'm more of a fight kind of person, so <laughs> well, I don't like to go. run away a lot. But uh, no, th- there's there's two moments, well, actually, well, three moments that I like with Anderson in particular. One, as we talked a little bit earlier about the fact that you can jump now, Anderson like is you know Anderson is tasked with teaching you the player how to use the new jump mechanic when you jump over a little gap. And I just found that funny because how many times have we seen Shepard make the running jump into the Normandy that oh, yeah. Anderson needs to be like, oh, yeah, here's how you do a running jump. Like, Shepard knows how to do it. Sorry. Shepard be like, oh, yeah, we practiced it many times for this. We got this. The only time he couldn't do that running jump was in, uh, was it the Arrival DLC? I think we pointed out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> couldn't do it. Couldn't make Other it. Other than that, yeah, now, now we need to go back to that uh, Batarian. Oh, we can't go back to that Batarian planet. But yeah. if we could, we could make that jump now. Yeah. I guess one thing we kind of missed right now is uh, we didn't talk about the, our good friend Caden coming and hanging out with us. Yes. Well, Caden or Ashley. Yeah. Also, if, if you're playing with Ashley, God, Ashley uh, might actually consider romancing her this time if I'd actually kept her alive. Oh, yeah, because the, the hair change? Yeah. I like the hair down. It's a good hair change. Mm-hmm. I feel like they went a little too hard on her glow up, though. They really did, but I did like it. Yeah, yeah. Kate well, still looks know, like I Kate. wonder were there were there complaints or, or comparisons? Maybe how like because Ashley, you know, was was fairly, you know, 
I'm trying to think what what the word here is. Like, I guess if you compare her to to Miranda in Mass Effect Two, like Miranda is very a much more sexual creature. Oh, for sure. Than yeah. Ashley in the first game, and I wonder, did they feel like if we're going to bring Ashley back, we can't bring her back the same? Because if you went from romancing Ashley to Miranda, and then you're going to go back to Ashley, it felt a little bit off in that regard. Like they need to kind of like bring her a little bit more closer to Miranda's level to. I, I guess I, I don't like this. Don't so know. like Ashley to me was a very believable as a, as a Marine, like as an enlisted, yes. you know, like, yeah, you're going to be, she was tough and savvy and, you know, and plain is, is going to sound pejorative, but like, no, she just had other stuff to do. Like she wasn't out wearing lip, like who, who's, it, I, I haven't served, so I don't know, maybe I'll do, but it, I can't imagine the Marines put a lot of value on like lip gloss. And and getting really nicely conditioned hair, like oh, I, I feel like you have other stuff going on. You know what I mean? Well, the thing is, she's on Earth, and so you know, I mean, you know, I mean, it's you know, one thing when you're out in space on maneuvers, you know, on the middle of a mission tracking Siren. You're not going to be like, oh, hey, Wednesday, I got a hair appointment for an hour. That's fair. Whereas, you know, here, I mean, we don't know what her schedule's been. She could have a lot, a lot of downtime. That yeah, she, maybe she's able to go do that. I mean, it kind of okay. makes sense in that regard. Yeah, and maybe and maybe that that's her aesthetic when she has the opportunity. I, it just didn't feel genuine. Like it felt, um, it, it felt fake. Like it felt like a oh, bunch wow. of guys, uh, and it was definitely dudes over at Bioware were like, "We need to make, we need to make Ashley hot." And like, yeah, you didn't actually need to do that, and I think yeah. it. I don't know, and that's why I wonder: was there any comment? commentary from the fan base too because i can oh, yeah. see that also being oh yeah there was justify they're like oh like not only the dudes at bio were thinking that but then they're like oh look we've got actual complaints here on you know reddit or whatever that we can then turn around there were many complaints about mass effect 3 um and yeah ashley's glow up was one of them i mean different people yeah. feel different I, I, meant, I meant ashley's ashley needing the glow up i'm saying like ashley, oh you, you know, think was anyone complaining about oh. ashley needing a glow up that then justified them doing that in three? Oh, probably there were, pro- were probably people like Ashley was way less hot than Miranda, like exactly what you said. Um, and maybe that's why they, I don't know. No, cause I, that's the, that's the one thing that's annoying about the whole, cause even then like you, you meet Caden and, and I was talking before about the, uh, the, the Bioware, uh, you know, uh, dialogue where I picked, there's a thing where he's, uh, where, where, uh, uh, when you meet Caden, you find out that he's a major now. Mm-hmm. And the one dialogue option is like, you know, like major, like, oh, I'm like, okay, like, but it's in the renegade position. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah, like, I didn't know you were major. And you pick that and Shepard's like, oh, what? You what? didn't tell me that? Like, you weren't going to tell me that about the Reapers no coming for Earth? I'm like, what? Like, wow. You know? Like, wow, like, Shepard got the nails out. Like, Damn. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, to be fair, I've been very harsh on Caden. I... Uh, you know, blasted him for his, uh, you know, the the way the interactions at Horizon went down. Um, so it's kind of oh, like it kind of is a continuation of that. That like Shepard and Caden would still kind of be, you know, kind of like you know chippy with each other, but yeah, like, it just it, it, like th- that was not what I was going for. And then and then you get the, there's a look because uh, James says to Caden like you know, like you you knew the commander, and then Caden's like yeah I used to and. It's, it's again it's one of those things where it's like they they i i believe they dialogued all this with the it, it it's intended for you to have romance this character and 
like it'll work if you didn't like technically there's nothing wrong with this but just the way he kind of stares and it's mm-hmm. like oh no like if that was like the ashley model like st- like uh, like mm-hmm. oh yeah like that hits differently then it's like caden's hmm. just being creepy i mean there was supposed to be options to romance caden as a male shepherd but uh that got removed but with mods you can put it back in <laughs> true cool. true but but even even putting that aside like i just think generally like if you chose if you chose to romance either Ashlyn or Ashley or Caden, you know, as you know, a, a woman or man, you know, based on you know the however it work, you know, works out, like I would think that you're gonna save the person you're romancing and and sacrifice the other one. You're not, you know, you, mm-hmm. you'd have to do a special playthrough. You know, it's kind of what I did is where you, you you know you start to romance Ashley and then you're like and you're gone, <laughs> like it's a you know so so I could kind of see why they'd be like okay like it it it'll. We'll have everything dialogue like suggest that, but if it's not there, then right. you're like it's it then, you know it doesn't have to read that way, but it's still kind of I don't know it still kind of does. I think of a very dark situation. You're like, all right, this get this is getting too clingy. We're just gonna leave you on Vermeer. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'm sorry. We can't come save you, and also we're we're breaking up now. <laughs> it's time for me to see other people, and not you ever again. Um. Yeah, I <laughs> I mean, like, Ashley, when you bump into her, too, I mean, bump into her, like, she's pretty down on Shepard as well. Uh, I think they, they want this tension to be set up with your, you know, sort of initial human squad mate and you because they're still sort of pissed about Horizon and the whole Cerberus thing. And yeah, yeah. but by, yeah. by now they should actually know more about that. Hopefully, I guess they might. Uh, they don't, though. I mean, no. We'll we'll talk about that when we get to Mars. Yeah, like, that becomes a huge issue on Mars. But yeah, no. When because I, I mean, my head was always, uh, you know, Shepard romances Ashley in the first game. Then you know she's not into him or, for whatever reason in the second game. So he, you know, like Miranda's his rebound. Then you get to the third game, and now Ashley's back. And I'm like, I, I remember when I was first playing through this. I'm like, what what option gets me Ashley back? What option gets me Ashley? Back? That's funny. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, and so, you know, cause, you know, it's, you know, I was very focused on trying to restore that relationship and be, you know, as faithful to her outside of the the dalliance with Miranda as I could. Whereas here, it's just Caden. It's it's, you know, I, I just, you know, I just want to sit down, maybe have a beer with him, clear the air, and be done with it. And like, he's just a little, you know, he's just he's just he's just a little too Caden. <laughs> he's to chill out. He's kind of whiny about it, honestly. Yeah, yeah, that's Caden. Going back, going back to Anderson for a moment. There's a part where Shepard and him are they're like climbing along like a ledge, and mm-hmm. Shepard starts to fall off, and Anderson grabs him, and Shepard's like, "Oh, I guess I owe you one." And Anderson's like, "You owe me more than one," but he doesn't, he doesn't say it like that. He kind of like mumbles it a little bit. Like I don't even know if Shepard actually catches it. Mm. I think he says like it owes me several. Yeah, and so I'm like. What like like what other times did Anderson like save Shepard's skin? Is he talking about maybe just like because I know earlier they get into the argument about uh you know why Shepard's like com- you know he's complaining that he's been grounded and then Anderson's like look you know like you're grounded because of what you did at the Batarian relay even though that was the right thing to do you know we you know like they wanted you court-martialed and like locked up right like, you're like you know like this is this is a, a luxury that you're grounded here and like is he kind of talking about that maybe or there are other, was... other instances of Anderson you know like saving saving Shepard's bacon that we don't know about well you think about like all the times the stuff he did in Mather 2 I work for Shepard 
no one really came after you that much from the Lions military. So probably um, did a lot of things to keep the, them off your back. Yeah, that, that was if he's back. That was how I read it is that Anderson's been covering for you and all of your sort of. Uh, if not misdeeds, then, um, you know, whatever, like like Anderson's covering for you. And, and so he's saying, yeah, you owe me more than one, bud. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure like even though he was a specter, pretty sure like a. Shepard's still part of the Alliance military, mm-hmm. and even though he was dead for a little bit, um, came back and didn't report in or anything. Basically, was kind of AWOL for a while. Right. Also, probably bad tax thing when you uh, report yourself as dead. <laughs> well, yeah, Bailey complains about that. <laughs> yeah, tax dodge. <laughs> yeah. So there's one other piece of dialogue that I want to highlight, and that is when Anderson and Shepard are talking, and uh, you know, like, you know, basically th- again, they're kind of like trying to figure out, well, what are we going to do? But it's a lot more honest of a discussion. Like how screwed are we? Because like they, they understand the way to the situation and you know, like they know, like there's no miracle solution to the Reapers or, you know, at least they don't know of one yet. And Anderson's like, you can't save everybody or no, you can't save them all. I think is what he says. Yeah. And I really like that quote. I actually wanted to name the show like "You Can't Save Them All." Nix <laughs> that one. Oh, we talked about that. I remember that. Yeah, it's a good name. Yeah, because that really like that's like one of the the like the thesis of like Mass Effect is like that's that's the the flip side of choice is that when you have to make these decisions, there are consequences to those decisions, and you cannot save them all. That you just have to be willing to accept that, and I think. We'll see. Even if you got the best ending in Mass Effect 2, where technically you saved everybody, um, you know, we can, you know, th- we can think of all the people that we've lost, you know, Ashley or Caden, couldn't save them all. Jenkins, couldn't save that guy. Mm-hmm. Several um, thousand colonists. Yeah, the Batarians, you couldn't save them. It's, you know, and, and I think that just emphasizes, like, the weight of the decisions that are going to need to be made going forward through this game. At least I hope so. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it's, it's really uh, a, a weighty discussion that they have. God, it was such a hard thing to watch everything try to lift off, though. Try to get those ships, try to take off, and just be everybody being obliterated. It's like oh. so many ships exploding. It's like, oh, we're going to die. No way we can survive this. Luckily, we have Joker of the Normandy. Yeah. But let's, uh, we've, we've vaguely mentioned him, but let, let's get into James. Because I had a completely different reading of this intro sequence with James after watching Paragon lost than I did before. Cause he's just this guy that kind of shows up. He's got a little bit of banter with Shepard. You don't quite understand where he came from or, you know, he's, he's just there. And now it's like, I kind of want to focus more on James than I do Shepard at this point, because he's so fascinating. Like where we left James is that he's, you know, basically like running through his memories, trying to outrun the guilt that he had. And then he winds up, you know, at the Alliance base here in Vancouver and clearly he's been dealing with Shepard before because he calls Shepard commander and Shepard's like, you don't have to call me that. I told you that. So like they've clearly been interacting. We know that James has a huge like professional like crush, for lack of a better word, on mm-hmm. Shepard. Like, you know, that he, you know, he, you know, the Normandy forever and, and you know, and, and trying to be like Shepard. So he's got that on there. And of course, James has the guilt of what he's done, um, you know, and, and what he survived weighing on him as well. So, you know, he. 
you know, because even then, like, you know, he, you know, Shepard comes up and he's, you know, Shepard again is like, you know, you don't have to call me commander. He's like, you know, but I, you know, I still do. And he, you know, he, he salutes him at that moment. He's really fascinating now. And it's like, I can't wait to kind of get back into all the interactions with James with this different subtext that we didn't have before. Yeah. yeah. That makes more also a lot more sense why he doesn't want to leave, too, because he's already made a decision that cost hundreds of civilian lives. Now it's more civilian lives are being cost because, you know, leaving them back on Earth to fight the Reapers without you there. Yeah, his his really fervent desire to stay on Earth makes so much more sense when you when you understand the context of him already watching, you know, so much like death and destruction on his watch, as it were. Right. Well, plus two, you figure he wants to be where the he doesn't want to abandon the people that are suffering. He wants to be there with them because that's effectively what he did the other time is that he let the people suffer while he went off on what was technically the correct mission. Right. Well, technically correct, I guess. I don't know. At least, you know, it seemed like the right thing at the time. But yeah, because now, I mean, yeah, you've got people getting, you know, you know, obliterated by reaper beams left and right. And cannibals. Lots of cannibals. So what are those? Batarians. Those are Batarians? Yeah. Those are Batarians. Those are Batarians. Okay. That, that's just a, it's a really, really elongated Batarian head. If you um, um okay. yeah, if you if you look at the codex entries for all of these because they have them, they'll tell you like like banshees are converted to sorry, and these are converted batarians. Uh, I forget what the name of the the Turian like. Well, the Turian converted ones is pretty obvious because Mar- you Mar- look at it, you're like, wow, that's marauders. That's yeah. it. Yeah, like oh, that's a that's an effed up Turian right there. That it's pretty visible, but yeah. So well, no, because Shepard like just straight up blew up the the. The Batarian galaxy. It's not like they could have. No, no. The, he, the Reapers could have gone through and picked its survivors. They, they blew up people of that colony system, not Batarians there. It was just the actual, the Batarians were like the, where you see a lot of cannibals starting out is the first system that's farthest out of the galaxy mm-hmm. the Reapers hit first was Batarian space. Literally, okay. literally before, yeah. before they even hit Earth, they've already destroyed the Batarian hegemony. How, how, how do you say that word? Hegemony? Yes, that word. Yeah. Like yeah. literally, the Batarian. I think we all just said it differently, but that's I think we did. <laughs> yeah, but the they're basically the Batarian government. Everything else is just gone now. Yeah. So, so any, yeah, any, basically, any any Batarians the Shepherd didn't get the Reapers did. Yes. And they got a lot so, of them. Okay. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense because I thought they they kind of looked a little bit like Krogans just because they had that kind of like bulky like shoulder region. But yeah, actually, uh, that makes sense if they were Batarians. Yeah, so then at that point, uh, we, you know, we radio Joker to get on the Normandy. Anderson stays behind. And then we go and we talk to Hackett real quickly. And Hackett's like, hey, on your way out of the solar system, can you just go swing by Mars? All right. Why Mars? Nothing happens on Mars. Right. So we'll go ahead. Actually, at this point, let's go ahead and wrap this up here. And then we'll talk about Mars next time. Oh, is it already time already? Man. Yeah, we're just Man. a little under an hour. So it's, it'd be good. And that was just the intro, everybody. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a strong intro. I mean, it, it, you know, it not, even putting aside, like, the emotional manipulation about the kid, you know, and whatnot, I mean, this really, it ups the stakes oh, yeah. immensely. And it, it makes sense. This is where the stakes were leading. This is where it was all heading. Right. You know, and we had... You know, and, and we had the uh, the arrival DLC to kind of indicate, like, yeah, this is, you know, the Reapers are coming. That I mean, that ends with the shot of all the Reapers coming at you. Yeah. No, this is a great intro. It, also, this game, and, and it's less so now that you have the Legendary Edition, but this game looked really good when it came out. 
like even over two. I remember the first time I, I hopped into the game, once you get out and you kind of like see Vancouver around you, it, it was a very nice looking game for its time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You don't notice it as much because they've fixed the other games to look just as nice. Right. This one yeah. still looks pretty good, but not but like yeah. phenomenally better than the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's, there, there was, I, I did they, I'm sure they touched up little things here or there in this game graphically. They did, yeah. It's been, it's been what, just about 10 years right. now. Just about, yeah. But, but before we, uh, we finish off, I'd like to read this back of this box right over here. I have uh, two experts from things. If you're not a fan of a fan, now's the time to start. Yahoo Games. Bigger, more intense, and even sexier. IGN. I'm like, all right, guys. Oh <laughs> really kind of cringy on some of these. Okay. <laughs> Does Yahoo Games even exist Probably anymore? Not. I don't Almost think. certainly not. Yeah, I, I doubt it. Let's see. Uh, wiped out by the Reapers. Yahoo Games was a section of the Yahoo website. Uh, yeah, it is. It is gone. Oh, it died in 2014. Oh wow. Okay, and it was well. It mostly died in 2014 and was fully closed in 2016. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. That's one of the other interesting things is just all the little like internet artifacts that are like linked to this game. I mean, you know, we talked about like the multiplayer earlier and how the push for multiplayer that was a big discussion back in the day. I remember on the Mashcast, like Jarrett and I talk about like why do we need ma- multiplayer in Mass Effect? Like that seems mm. like a, a forced decision. Um, we're, we're pe- you know, like I don't remember people calling for that. Like, oh, I love this squad based gameplay with my, you know, my my choice of teammates from. Mass Effect 2, if only I could have this as a PvP experience. Uh, it was you know, all, I don't it was all PvE. That, but, uh, I liked yeah. it. I liked the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. Yeah, the multiplayer was good, like, but I, I really enjoyed yeah. it. It would, it seemed tacked on at the time until I actually played it. And I was like, why is there, there multiplayer? Yeah, it was fun. Oh. And the really nice thing about it, like there was loot boxes in it at the time. You could buy stuff to actually upgrade your squad, get new, new um, characters to play as. But you could um, also just keep playing the game. My, my father and I played it for hundreds of hours yeah. and want everything without spending a dime. And oh, wow. you do get there some. You, uh, you do get some cool characters that they don't show in the game, like uh, oh, can't stop us for talking about now. We'll get it to it another time. Mm. There's some cool characters. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So. With that, I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. Thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing, and thank you for downloading and listening. We are at Squad Goals N7 on Twitter, also at the MASH Network. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Also YouTube at youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Chip, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter. My handle is WD, so we're double Y-E-W-D-E-E. And here on the MASH Network on Wondrous Tales, where every two weeks we pop out an episode uh talking about final fantasy 14 and all this stuff that's going on in that somewhat popular game yeah kura where can folks find you they can follow me on uh twitter at Kurabaris, k-u-r-a-b-a-r-s or on twitch.tv slash kurabara and then uh other places i'm usually doing the doing some behind the scene work on other podcasts that will uh and i am at wikibh on twitter you can also find me here on the mash those buttons network on wow talk talking about Warcraft news and guild management, and also over on the Torn and the Goblin, talking about Warcraft story and lore. Join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at mash.gg slash Discord and email us your thoughts or questions. Let us know what you thought of that intro at squadgoals at mash.gg. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can. Visit mtb.gg slash support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts, 
including on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month, you can gain early access to content as well as to patron exclusive content. You can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link as well as our PayPal one-time donation link for mtv.gg support. And stay tuned to hear about other shows on the Mash Those Buttons Network. For Chip and Kura, I'm Nick, and I should go. See you, Commander. This is my favorite podcast on the network. But hey, tell us about if you want the manuals, come back. Because I do. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 